Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to do another one of our mailbag episodes. We got a few good questions in from some of the listeners, so we're going to go through all of those. But before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram, which is Fantasy Football Profit. You guys, you never, you should follow us there definitely because you never know what's going to happen with that. We actually just the other day did a dynasty league out of nowhere. One day we decided to do a dynasty league, posted it on there. We had 10 followers, our listeners got into it and we had a, you know, pretty good draft. We did a super flex draft. So just make sure you guys check us out on there because we'll be doing more leagues as we go. But the main one we have going is our listener leagues, which you can get into. You get a chance to win the championship belt that Pro-Am Belts provided us. All you got to do for that is review us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review and send it over to us. Email it to us at fantasyfootballprofit at gmail.com or you know, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know you reviewed it, and we'll get you into one of the leagues, which is actually getting closer and closer and closer. So, I mean, it's basically just a month away till August, and it's draft season. It's... It's getting there quick, Jeff. Are you ready? You think you're ready for draft season already? I'm getting there. I'm getting ready for Cleveland. Uh, I, I need a few. I need a few more weeks. I really gotta lock down who exactly I'm gonna go after. And um, I always like to feel out the rest of the guys in my in my leagues and try to figure out who they're gonna go after, just to make sure I'm not gonna be getting in some epic bidding war with you, Craig, number one, but anyone else too. Yeah, it's <laughs> we always always seem to get into one of those bidding wars. I mean, it seems to be pretty much every year it happens. I would say I don't know what we talk about this too much. Where it ends up being we like the same players. I don't know if we have as many this year though. I don't know. No, well, we really don't. Uh, I think it always comes down to you know, especially when you're doing auction drafts. You know, the top tier, the cup, you know, first couple tiers go. And you're not really thinking about, you know, taking a guy and then all of a sudden you know that that position is running out and then all of a sudden you're in a bidding war with, uh, you know, someone who you never thought you'd be going after in the first place and you're overpaying for him. And that's kind of what happens a lot of times. But then, yes, we're going to be, I think just a couple of weeks, we'll probably do our Players We Love episode. So that's where we're going to start to hopefully have some better ideas on some of the players we love, which me, I already got a couple. Stefan Diggs, he's, he's probably my favorite this year. So we'll talk about him and some others, but that'll be just a couple weeks. We, I mean, shoot, I think next week we'll probably do start doing our breakout players episodes again. Do those, and I mean, it's really gearing up. We're we're only a couple weeks away from rankings episodes. Once again, it's crazy how quick it's going. But we already got some. We'll get some some of these questions right now. We got some keeper questions coming, and we're gonna start it off with Marco. Marco has a keeper league, which you can keep five players. It's a just twelve team standard. You start two running backs, two receivers, tight end, and then a flex. Which actually, no, not even flex. It's a wide receiver, tight end position. So it's not a not a not a running back, wide receiver position. So he has he has Odell Beckham right now, Devontae Adams, and Alvin Kamara. So he can pick two more. You get to pick them based on rounds. So let's see what you what you're thinking about here, Jeff. He gets Derrick Henry as a fifth rounder, Corey Davis as a twelfth rounder, or Evan Ingram as a tenth rounder. Which two are you going to go for for that? Hmm. Um, I'm definitely going to answer, but I do have to say it's always easier when you uh, can figure out 
everyone else's kind of top five picks. Just I'm only thinking that for the tight end because if Evan Ingram is going to be the only guy left in town, maybe I would edge that way. I think for sure. Um, and who are the first three that uh, he's keeping? He has, Alvin Kamara. He has, he has Beckham, Alvin Kamara, and Devontae Adams. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, I would I would definitely keep uh, uh, Henry. I, I know that fifth may be uh, high to some people, but I think with Elvin Kamara and him, at least you're covered, and a lot of running backs will be kept, I have a feeling, because obviously it's a little uh, shallower than the wide receivers, and you already have a couple really, really great ones. And I think in this one, I would actually keep Evan Ingram because I can make up for that third wide receiver, even though I do think Corey Davis will be good. Um, I would go... Uh, Evan Ingram. What about you? I have a feeling you would not do that because I know how much you love Corey Davis, but how about you? Yeah, I'm going for sure Derrick Henry, 100%, because even even in a regular redraft without keepers and everything, he's probably going late third, early fourth at the absolute worst, so you're getting value here, no matter what. So I think Henry is a fifth. I think you're taking that, and there's a big chance that there's he's getting undervalued, I think, slightly now. It's starting to happen which he he has the potential to be a top 10 guy if everything breaks right for him. And then I'm going to go Corey Davis. I, I like Corey Davis too much. I'm it's And it's not even necessarily about Ingram versus Davis in that fact. Just, I don't feel like I want to keep a tight end. I like to, I'm still going to wait. Even though Ingram, that's good value in the 10th. It really is. I'm just, I'm just completely fine with just, you know, plugging in anybody at tight end and hoping to find the breakout guy. So I'm I'm just okay with waiting, and I think Corey Davis is going to be really good this year. So that's why I'm going to go Corey Davis. It's not like it's it's close though. It's not it's not like it's far off for me because Ingram is going to be good, and that tenth round value is fine. I just I just really like Corey Davis. That's why I'm going to go Derrick Henry, Corey Davis there. Yeah, I don't really think you can go wrong with any of those guys. Um, but at the same time, just to reiterate my point, I do like the uh, ability of if you did keep Ingram instead of Corey Davis. I mean, really, you what do you have to you have to draft a, a QB and then you know one more, either another tight end or a wide receiver in that situation, and you have your starting roster locked down right away. Um, and I, I just think that uh, it's much easier to find a wide receiver. But to Craig's point, Corey Davis probably will be pretty good. Um, but man, I, I just it would be hard to pass up on just having that that guaranteed tight end. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess maybe my Corey Davis love is going to blind that but again you can get you can with his looks like you can keep these players you know for most of their careers it's just like it might go up one round every year i'm thinking he says here but so Corey davis at that value he's going to be a good value for a long time if he if he hits like i think he will then marco has second question here this i don't know if this is the same league it might be but it's who to pick with my first pick it could be with with the keepers going on who to pick with his first pick okay so we got we have let's see here we have five options my, it'll go. It's Mike Evans, Devontae Freeman, Joe Mixon, Keenan Allen, or Gronk. What are you thinking oh. here? <laughs> oh man! Um, for his number one pick, uh, I wouldn't go Gronk. No, um, I, I think that's just too risky for for my blood. Um, that gets very interesting very quick. Um, man, I I always I always tend to go towards running back. So I probably wouldn't change my mind on that one. I'm just wondering if no, I think right now the way it's going, I kind of am leaning towards read them off one more time. <laughs> I'm having a hard time with this one. 
I'll, I'll leave out Gronk. So Mike Evans, Devontae Freeman, Joe Mixon, or Keenan Allen. Uh, I, I love all of them. Um, I think in that situation, I would go Devontae Freeman, actually. And it it sounds weird to say. I really do. It does sound weird, but um, I, I just think that's the safest. I think he's one of the better football players. Mike Evans is great, but without Jameis Winston, since he's going to have that three-game suspension, it throws a uh, wrinkle in it. And Keenan Allen I love, but he does have uh, the, the risk of injury. And I would much rather have a little bit of a safer pick for number one. So Devontae Freeman for me. Yep, I'm going the same. It's just, I think, I think again, Freeman's another guy I think is slightly getting undervalued right now. He's just yeah, kind I, I would of, agree. just, no one's, no one's really, no one really cares about Devontae Freeman right now. And he's, he's now what ranked? He's typically about, I'd say 11th or 12th in the rankings. But yeah, I think he, I think he's relatively, again, safe. He's, I think he's safe. He's a safe option. I like Joe Mixon, but there's no safety whatsoever. And that's a, I think with the fact that if you're looking, if this is the same team, which I believe it is, if you keep Derrick Henry, let's say, and you have Alvin Kamara, I don't think you want to add Joe Mixon to that. I think you want to add Devontae Freeman to that and have just a little bit more of an option that you think could, you know, work for there. Especially if then if he already has Beckham and Adams, you can skip on the receiver, get the, get the, get Freeman, get a running back you know is going to produce. So I think that's the way to go with that one. Yeah, All right. I agree. All right, next question comes from Fantasy Prime, and he's asking us, is there any thoughts of going wide receiver in the first round? So, I mean, we we always talk about going running back. And even, I mean, okay, if it's a PPR league and you're in the back end of the first, yeah, I would, and, and Antonio Brown sitting there, I probably would be okay with that. But I don't know if there's anything else. I don't think I'd be. I don't think De- DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham are going to be what I want. I think I want running back no matter what, except basically if it's Antonio Brown in the back end of the first round. That's that's the only exception I'd make. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, me personally, I think I would throw DeAndre Hopkins in that situation too. If I got either one of them in the first, it's not. It wouldn't kill me. Um, I think both of them are going to be really, really good. Um, so I, I could see both of those. I think if it's anyone else, I wouldn't. Um, but like you said, it, it definitely wouldn't be in the top. It would have to be late, and I just know I'm not going to probably get them that late. I'm trying to think of how ma- how many running backs would have to be off the board where I would actually consider that. Um, definitely five for sure. Okay, definitely five. Six and after, I would start considering it, but I probably wouldn't actually take one until about the eighth pick. And I, I know that goes against probably, you know, how good they are but it's just because they're you know running back is so hard to get comparatively it it really is i mean it i i honestly feel like we've done enough of these mocks where if you don't get running back running back by the time you pick up your second running back in the third it's a big fall off and i just i think there's a lot of receivers out there that you know you can be okay with and those like third round round receivers that you're able to pick up are pretty decent so I mean, I'm just, I think you go running back, which actually this is going to lead right to the next question, which is from ultimate 12th E Brown. So he says, which draft strategy wins fantasy leagues? Is it running back heavy, wide receiver heavy, or just a split, you know, kind of a thing, you know, more of a best player available. And it's honestly to me, if you, it's, 
it doesn't always work because running back isn't necessarily the easiest to predict. But if you go running back heavy and you hit on those running backs, you're going to be in the playoffs without a doubt every time. <laughs> Just if you go running back, running back, first, second round, and you hit on both of them, it's going to be a you're going to have a hard time missing the playoffs. So I think that's where I'm. We always talk about it. We're always we're always leading running back. I just think I think that's the way to go, and you hope you hit. Yeah, and uh, the and to double down on that, I, I think the other reason you go running back and I go running back heavy, um, you can definitely win doing any three of those, right? I mean, if you hit correctly on any of them, you, you know you'll do well. But the the fact is, I could even go running back heavy, and even if an injury hits, and uh, Craig, you can actually talk to this. I've seen Craig. Uh, do very, very well when his number one pick has gone down two years in a row. Because you can, even if that running back goes down uh, right away, you know, you can make some trades, you can kind of adjust. Um, but if that wide receiver goes down, say you pick Antonio Brown even with that number one pick, and he goes down, and now not only do you not have that wide receiver, but you are lacking very, very largely in the running back game, you're just weak everywhere. Whereas if you go heavy in in running back and something happens, you can still make up for it a, a lot of times. So that's why I always like to have a little more talent in the running back than even needed. Um, but also wide receiver, it, it's, there's so many more of them, and they're always coming up and down a lot more. You can kind of predict touchdowns a little easier by depending on who's getting hot. Um, I, I just think it's way easier to make up for a wide receiver. Yep, I I think so too. And this actually, these, all these questions, a lot of these are going to be, they're all going to kind of have a theme here. Cause this is the next question from DC Prouty seven. He asks, is there any case to take Antonio Brown at number one? Because I kind of want to, he says. So number one, overall Antonio Brown, I you know it again. I don't think I could do that. I don't think me personally, I couldn't do it. And I'm trying to think of a case to do it. I mean, yeah, as a value He's a great value there. I think I think you can't go wrong with that. I mean, I would say that if you pick him number one, he's just as value prob- valuable maybe as one of the riders, running backs, like what he's going to do scoring-wise. But the problem is if you pick him number one, your first running back is going to come at the back end of the second. That worries me. The very back end of the second is your top running back. Uh, I can't do it. Yeah, I can't either. I mean, you could, the only way, if I was really trying to, <laughs> you know, you can say that he is very, very safe. You know what you're going to get out of him. Uh, you know, injury hasn't really hit him yet. But yeah, I think that's way too risky. And if you have, if you really want Antonio Brown, if that's just a guy, you're going to have a ton of fun having him on your team. Um, then I'm, I'm hoping that you're actually able to trade picks because that's what I would be looking at then. If you know you want to get him, I'd be looking to trade out of number one and get number four. So even if someone above you grabs Antonio Brown, you can still, or number five, you can still get one of those running backs and it's kind of a no lose situation and you can get more value later on by whatever they give up. Um, so that's what I would try. If, if you're in that number one spot and you want Antonio Brown, I would try to trade out of that number one spot. Yeah, it makes yeah, it makes perfect sense if you could try to trade back a little bit if if your league allows that. I that's you know a good way to go about it. Yeah, because you don't. I don't think you want that. I don't think you want him as your number one pick. Just that running back you're going to get is just not going to be. I mean, it's just I'm looking right now at who that could possibly be based off you know like where ADP is looking right now, and that could end up meaning if you're like in a twelve team league, you're getting like Jarek McKinnon as your number one guy. I mean, 
It, it could work out. It definitely could, but it just makes it a little bit tougher. And that's, you know, it's, I just don't want to, I don't want that headache. Yeah, you really could. If you hit on the rookie running backs and you picked Antonio Brown, you're going to be in great shape. But what are the chances that's going to happen? Yeah, and that's yeah, very true. I worry about that too. And I, I've, I'm trying to figure out if that's actually a viable option of going heavy after the of the rookie if you want to go wide receiver heavy in the beginning. Um, but I do worry that you would have to uh, – you just have to get them so early that you're killing any – any middle round value, if you will, you'd have to go after them so quickly because you know that they're kind of the last thing that is going to save your running back situation. Um, that you just kind of skew every every round's value for your team. Um, so I'm not sure if it would work. I I would like to actually test it out and do a podcast about it. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be very difficult to kind of talk myself into taking any wide receiver, even if it is Antonio Brown number one overall. Well, yeah, we'll definitely have to try that out and see how it looks. Take the number one pick and just see how it, you know, turns out if we go Antonio Brown. That's a not a bad thing. Maybe maybe we should do that next week. Do a mock draft and just try out a couple strategies like that. Yeah, because I mean, how many how many rookies or how many young running backs would you need to get in order to feel secure that at least one or two are going to hit? You know what I mean, no, yeah, definitely. I think that's a perfect mock draft then for next week. We got so many of these wide receiver early questions. What we should just try it out and see what see what happens. You know? Yeah. It's not a bad idea. All right, we got Blue Label Kazos asks, what kind of fantasy year do you think Mitchell Trubisky will have? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's not going to be on any of my, my fantasy teams. I don't have any faith in him that he's going to be fantasy relevant. But um, I think he's going to take a, a step forward. I think he has some interesting weapons when they got went out and got Trey Burton and now they have Allen Robinson. You're going to throw to Tariq Cohen. Um, so... I don't think he's going to be just a bum, but at the same time, there are so many quarterbacks that you should draft above him that, uh, you know, if, if that's what you're asking for, if you're thinking that he's possibly going to be relevant, uh, you know, I'm not there yet. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think Trubisky definitely could take a step up. It maybe, I mean, it could be like a Jared Goff season where he did, la- you know, stepped up last year after his, his poor rookie season, but he's not a guy who's going to find his way on any of my teams. The only time I could ever see him see drafting him is if you're in a two QB league and he's your he's your backup, he's your third. That's that's about it. I mean, I, I'm not saying he's gonna be bad. I just I he has better weapons, but if he becomes good, it, I'm gonna let him become good on the waiver wire. I'll just say that <laughs> you know, there's too many quarterbacks out there to take a risk on a Trubisky on a you know an actual like ten to twelve team league. There's no no need because I don't have any use for a backup quarterback on one of those teams. I'm just a standard, you know, standard league. So nah, I'm going to stay away from Trubisky this year. You know, he, I don't think he's going to be bad. I do like the potential, but in redraft, there's no point to have him. So one more question we got here from the King Mansplainer. And this is going to kind of be another, you know, draft strategy type question. So he just basically wants to know our thoughts. So he just wants to know, this was wondering our, his th- our thoughts on his draft strategy because it's a bit untraditional. So what he typically does is he goes running back first, then wide receiver, then picks up a quarterback in the third. Then he says his flex, so essentially, you know, best player available in the fourth, tight end in the fifth, running back in the sixth, wide receiver in the seventh, and then turns around and goes defense kicker. So he goes defense kicker, eighth, ninth. That's kind of early for, you know, the most people. He says, the reason he does this is because people he thinks people overvalue 
wide receiver and running backs. So there's a lot of room to get the best possible guy at a position or at least, you know, one of the top players at that position, which does make sense. I mean, he will get probably the top quarterback. He will get, you know, a top three tight end doing it that way and he'll get probably the top defense, a top kicker. So he says he's, he believes this is making up for lost value of a good running back or wide receiver duo with all these positions. What do you think about that, Jeff? Do you think you agree or do you think it's reaching a bit for some of those positions? Yeah, I, I, I get where he's coming from. It's very true that you do want to, you know, if you can kind of jump on a position and get the best value, uh, yeah, I'm completely down for it. The only thing I would say about that is it's okay and it, it kind of works for even if you say the first two, maybe three rounds where you can kind of pick out a position. But I think, especially when you start getting down to what was it the was it the fifth round that you're going to pick a tight end? I, I think that is where it gets a little dicey because you don't know who's going to have already gone. Gronk and Kelsey could go right before you. I mean, so I wouldn't lock yourself into that necessarily. So if you want to go running back then wide receiver, you kind of know who is going to be there. Uh, you can kind of pick out like, okay, it's going to be like one of these four wide receivers and it's going to be one of these, you know, one of these running backs that are going to fall to me here. Um, you can plan for that. Anything past that, I would be a little more... Um, a little more strategic. So say the, the number three for me, um, when he talked about grabbing the uh, quarterback, third round, right? Uh, oh, right. So for that one, I would say, hey, if Aaron Rodgers or um, Tom Brady or whoever it may be, uh, uh, we'll say Russell Wilson. If Aaron Brady or Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson are, or one of them are there, I will take a quarterback then. If they're not, then I'm going to move on and do something else. I, I think that is a better way to do it, almost by a tier system. Um, and that way you're, you're going to get the most bang for your buck. So it, just make sure you don't get locked into thinking that you have to grab a position when the value might not be there anymore. Uh, what do you think, Craig? Yeah, I, I'm always – I mean, I obviously we talked about already in this episode. We go running backs early, and then I just kind of go more best player available throughout most of the draft that don't necessarily – I wait on quarterback, I wait on tight end. It's just typically how I do it. But then again, I, I can't say I've ever done a strategy like this. So, I mean, my first thought is to just, you know, definitely say that I don't agree with it. It's not going to work. I mean, but, you know, it's hard to say when you haven't actually done it. I don't agree with the defense kicker thing. I'll say that at the end. But, you know, I'm thinking, this is what I'm thinking. Next week, we'll do it. one of us is going to draft Antonio Brown number one. The other one is going to do this strategy. And yeah, uh, see what kind of team you can come up with, with trying to get the quarterback early, the tight end early, maybe even the defense kicker. You get you end up with, like, the Jack, Jacksonville defense and Greg Zerline at, you know, those positions, something like that, with Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, with Travis Kelsey at tight end. Maybe your team looks pretty good at the end, depending on what kind of – players you pick up in between it just i just i don't i don't think it will work i don't my gut feeling tells me it's that's you're 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 gonna be fighting an uphill battle by doing that but then again it doesn't mean i I get i get where he's coming from i get the idea of getting the top players at all those positions i think i mean you'll have the very top at four positions for sure i get that in a way but i have a hard time thinking it's gonna work you know it's feels 
just feels like you're missing out on some really good values in those middle rounds of running backs and wide receivers. And then, you know, that third, that third round, you can get a really good, you know, you could, you could get Jordan Howard's going to the third round. Sometimes these drafts would, I mean, you want a quarterback or do you want Jordan Howard in third round? What, what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, and I think it's all about the, the, the people that you get there. Like I said, I, I really do think it's a tier system. So I, you know, I I think that if it does play out the way that, you know, in his mind where he will get a, a top tier quarterback, a top tier tight end in this situation, um, then I think your team will be fine. But you just have to be able to move away from that strategy and not get shaken. So if you move away from QB, you know, know what you want to do after that. And uh, I think if you're willing to change on the fly, you'll be okay. But if you lock yourself in, it could turn into a disaster. And that's the only thing I don't like about um, kind of that scenario, but, but I, I do, I do understand where it's coming from. It, um, it is a, a huge benefit to get, um, you know, those guys that can really make up points in, in, a in a category. So what I'll say is just tune in next week, check out next week's episode. I think we'll definitely try this out, you know, worth a shot. We want to try different, different strategies in mock draft, see what happens. So we'll draft Antonio Brown number one, and then we'll try this, you know, the King Mansplainers strategy and see what happens when you get basically best player available at numerous position. And maybe, maybe it looks better than we think at the end of the day. It's just, it's worth a shot. Yeah. He, I mean, he could be completely right. I mean, I mean, my, my fears might, might not really make a whole lot of sense after we do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious what the team will show up as. So that's a good one to try next week. We'll definitely see what we can do. And if you guys have any more questions, that's the last one for today. But if you have any more questions, definitely keep sending them into us. We'll have an, we'll do another mailbag episode in a couple weeks. I know as the season gets closer, there'll be a lot more keeper questions and draft strategy questions. So we might as well we'll just keep trying these out in mock drafts to see how things turn out and see what we think. And you know, we're you know, to say overall we're pretty much it's running back heavy. I think still the way to go. That usually is the best option. But I mean, other ways can win you, especially if you hit on rookie running backs. That's kind of the the biggest, you know, thing though, you can't, it's hard to predict, especially this year. I mean, who knows who the guy will be other than Barkley, you know, somebody will hit in that Penny Freeman Jones, you know, carry on Johnson range. We just don't know who that guy will be yet. All right. I think that'll do it. We'll talk to you guys next week.